0: Hey, welcome back to Embrace the Madness, a badass podcast about living intentionally, being a cool human, and ruling your life, creating your dreams. This is Madeline. Here we are. So I have taken forever to record this, and this is exactly what I didn't really want to happen With my podcast, I had this idea oh, yeah, I'll just record like episodes in advance. It's going to be great. I'm going to be so organized. Well, reality hits. And here we are on Sunday afternoon before I go into work recording. But what I'm learning is it's okay. Shit happens. And hey, the bright side is I'm still recording it. I think I'm just, we're about to move, I'm about to move into a new apartment with my little sister, Olivia, she's awesome, Um, so I'm just thinking about all of that and freaking out even though I have no reason to freak out because it's really not a big deal, but you know, our minds love to like find problems and freak out for no reason. So I've got my beautiful friend, Jordan. She's going to come help me all the way from Nashville. I'm so excited to have her here. Thanks, Jordan, for coming to help out. But this whole kind of experience, I think, has reminded me and then also like preparing for this episode has kind of reminded me to not get lost in the future and stuff like that and kind of remind myself to be grounded in the present moment because I mean there's literally no use like I can freak out about packing up my stuff but it's just gonna drive me crazy and then I mean the like the thing is I'm still gonna like move and everything's gonna work out but yeah so I mean I'm not immune to these problems either, but what I do have is the awareness and the self compassion to tell myself it's okay. But, uh, I guess last week we talked about the ego and I think that was a really cool conversation. I mean, it's something that you kind of have to deal with every day. It's not like it just goes away, but it's just, It's kind of like it becomes a cool game and yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. So this week we're going to talk about the present moment and this whole big idea of mindfulness. It's like super popular and I'm sure a lot of people think it's overrated, but I think it's super cool. It kind of shifted my whole reality and it helps me just stay grounded. I'm also going to talk about how the past and the future are illusions in your mind. They actually don't exist. They're just these kind of constructs and ideas that we have. And then also we will finish off talking about kind of where is your attention at any given moment and do you notice it going any certain place when you're not really like aware of it. But these are all just kind of what i've gathered to be relevant to staying present and i think that when we can be present we have full control and full awareness of our lives and our journey and stuff like that so we're able to stay conscious and moving in the direction that we want to so being present is an entire journey it's a whole it's a whole experience it's not it's not something that's uh really just like natural for us there's just so many things society preys on our attention span so we've got like shit flashing and popping up in our faces distracting us we've got school work all these things that are just capturing our attention capturing our time and it's kind of hard to just like come to the moment and just exists because we're just taught to do this and keep running and keep going and blah, 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 blah. Well, and if you kind of go back to last week, our egos love the distraction. They don't, they don't like sitting still. They don't, they don't want to acknowledge the abundance and completeness that the moment has. It just, for some reason, it's just not what it wants. And In reality, the present moment is all we need and it has everything. And if we're breathing and stuff, like that's super something to be grateful for. Uh, But yeah, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like, I don't know. It's just like, it's not what we want or what we think we want, but it's whole and it's awesome and it's here and it's right here. And It's literally right here and it's ours. And I just think it's super powerful when you're able to shift your awareness to that idea. So let's get into the dangers of living in the past as well as the dangers of living in the future. So we'll start with the past because we'll kind of go in a chronological order, at least what we perceive to be. So everybody knows what living in the past is like, super familiar. I mean, basically it's like our whole kind of story up until this point. And so it's filled with memories and experiences and so many things. But for a lot of us, our past isn't really like the prettiest thing either. I know there's a lot of things that I wish I could change about my past and Just a lot of stuff that it just really makes me sad when I look back and think about it. But what's really kind of wild is our brain likes to fill space in the gaps. And so when it does that, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's accurate. And so for a lot of these things, our memories aren't necessarily remembered correctly. And I remember learning something cool. Uh, Research shows that when you have like a really negative experience, your memories are kind of more impactful. So you're going to remember a lot of the bad stuff that happens versus the good things. I mean, if something brings you like complete joy, like you won this soccer game and got this big trophy, like that's something that you'll like, remember, but also the memories that kind of scar us are like deep down in there and they are solidified. And I mean, we still feel that today, but I think what we have to remember is we can't, it doesn't exist anymore. Those things happened in the past, but those things don't exist anymore. And if we get stuck living, excuse me, and that, we're just going to be sad and I think that too a lot of things that happened in the past or what we were used to and what we were familiar with but we also have to remember that growth doesn't happen when you're comfortable and when things are familiar and I don't know it's just like you just you can't change any of it either and that's what I have to remind myself is yeah my past might not have been really exciting or happy, but I can't do anything anymore. It's already happened. Those moments have already passed and those words have already been said and I can't take them back and those things have already have been done and I'm literally beating myself up and ruining my present by dwelling in all that. And self-sabotage is just this thing that I'm just like, whoa. But that that's a thing too. And ourselves love playing the victim just to keep us in that yucky space and self-sabotage will bring up those painful memories to keep hurting your feelings and that really sucks but you also have to remember that when you are thinking about all of these sad things and bad things and lamenting on the fact that you can't change it. Well, you're also taking away from your current situation. And it's, you can't really like focus on the past, but then also appreciate the things that you have right now. And so you end up like losing all these beautiful things that you currently have. And uh, it's just, I've spent so much of my life doing that. And it's taken me forever to realize like it's already happened. It's not, it's not going anywhere. (sighs) I guess it's a little intense for me. Another cool quote that I found regarding all this is you can't start the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last one. And that's really powerful. I think just because it's true. If you're busy, busy, Reading the paragraph, reading, skimming the last chapter, like looking for this stuff that, I don't know, it exists, but it's not, it's not productive. It's not constructive and you can't move forward and you can't begin your journey if you're, if you're back there. It's like driving and trying to look in the rearview mirror the whole time. You're going to crash, you're going to hit something unless you're like super sonic future teller. (laughs) I don't know. I think it's just important to remember that living in the past is just a dangerous, dangerous thing. It's a dangerous choice. And we have to remember that we have the choice of going there or not going there. But the cool thing is, is we can reminisce whatever, look back and say, hey, there's something that I did and I'm not happy with it. And we can say, okay, that's that. And I don't want to be like that anymore. So we can actually transform that time of our life and use it to our advantage. And keeping those past memories and experiences in our consciousness, but then also taking new action and choosing new behaviors in order to align closer to what our reality or what we want our reality to be. So another dangerous place to live is in the future. And I mean, I think it's equally just as bad as the past because it doesn't exist either. And I think, I think a lot of us live there too. I have been living anywhere but the present. I love, love living in the future. love living in the past. I just love that horrible, anxious feeling. (laughs) So the future is full of uncertainty. And I think I was talking about last episode, how much I hate uncertainty. And I hate not knowing and I hate not being in control and stuff like that. But literally, we have no idea what's going to happen in the future. And For some reason, we love thinking about it. Love thinking about, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? It's going to be bad. Let's stress out about it. But here we are wasting our time again. And going back to the control is, what I've realized is you can plan and control and literally structure something like detail, detail down to the second and it is going to not go according to plan. It never does. Life, life does not go according to plan. And I think when you can plan for that, (laughs) then that's better. You can kind of mentally prepare because when you are focused on controlling the future, you're missing out on what you have right now too. And things are going to go wrong and you're going to be really upset and really pissed. And there's no reason to put our focus on something we have we have no idea like what it even is going to be like we're taking away from our inner peace like at this moment and it's awesome to think about (laughs) what could go wrong I mean anything everything could go wrong everything could go wrong and then just then you're in this sad weird place but have you ever thought about what if things go right A lot of times they do, and they go right because you have kind of relinquished control. Something I will never forget my little sister told me about, she learned, is something called future tripping. And it's kind of like, you know, when you go down that spirally, yucky, dark path, and you're like, well, what about this, and this, and this, and oh God, this might happen, and And then you're just kind of like this huge snowball and you've lost yourself and it's been hours later. Well, yeah, it's like you're future tripping. It's like you're literally hallucinating about the future and what could even happen. And I just it's kind of like a thing and you're like, okay, I'm future tripping, like kind of just like grounding you and bringing you back to that moment. And I think it's I think it's a totally totally awesome phrase, but that's kind of a silly way to put it. And it kind of makes you realize what you're actually doing. And you're just like, okay, I'm like going down this hole again, worried about things that I cannot control and things that I've been, even haven't, haven't even happened yet. I need to calm down. I need to come back. Something too that I, have a problem with is having these high expectations. And I worry about the future and I'm like, well, this has to happen or I'm not going to be happy and this has to happen or whatever. Well, we mainly talking to myself need to remember that the higher we set the expectations, the harder it's going to fall and it's not going to be cool. And we can't preoccupy our minds and our existence with oh well this has to happen this way it's not and just just like how it is with living in the past is you have so many wonderful things right now and if you focus your time and energy on the future you're gonna not even realize what you do have right now And that is something that ugh, I've ruined so many good things because of that. And I've damaged relationships because of that, because I'm worried about the future and because I'm worried about, well, what if this changes and what if this happens? And what if he doesn't love me? And what if, what if, what if, I don't, I don't know. I just like our minds literally just go like, Off the deep end, thinking about weird shit. And I had this, I mean, I don't really, I don't know, whatever. I had this really long relationship, and I spent a lot of my time not appreciating what I had in that moment and worrying about how to fix things. And yeah, I'm not taking full responsibility because I think it was kind of an equal. Thing, But I definitely recognize that I created a lot of problems where there were none and just created all this stress for myself and broke my own heart for no freaking reason and yeah, future tripping man. But now I feel like I have kind of gotten better at choosing to stay in the present moment and choosing to... Stay aware of where my attention's going and not get lost, and it's saving my life. And I think something that we need to remember too is if we stay in the present moment and we make choices and stuff like that, we can actually create a better future. And I think when we stay present, it actually like just follows that our future is going to be awesome because we're focused on what we have now and where we are now. And we're not losing our minds on what could go wrong or whatever in the future. So yeah, that's a little, my little piece spiel on why it's so dangerous because it is dangerous. Like you could, literally, you could literally live in the past or the future. You could live there. You're going to be delusional, though. But, I mean, if you want to be delusional, it's your life, and you can choose it. And I'm happy that you are mindfully choosing where your attention lies. <laughs> but to me, I think, I don't know, it's just like consciously choosing to be right here, like right here, right now. I'm sitting Indian style in my living room with boxes around me recording this podcast, but I'm very present. I know I have to go to work in a little bit, but I'm not thinking about it. I know I have to pack next week, but I'm not really thinking about it. Not thinking about any, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just right here. And I think It's a really cool place to be. And I think you should come join me. So living in the present, if you look, look at all of nature around you, look at the trees, look at the flowers, look at the animals. They are all focused on being. They're just focused on existing. They're just worried about growing. And they're just worried about, honestly, they're probably not even worried. I don't even know if That's interesting. I kind of want to look and see if, uh, surely plants have cortisol, but I don't know. That will be addressed later when I figure out the answer. Um, but yeah, they don't, they don't have like this idea of the past and the future. So they are able to stay focused on what they're doing now and they just, they just don't, it doesn't exist in their world. And so, I think that this is relevant to living consciously and intentionally because when we are not living in the now, when we're living in the past or the future, we're not able to mindfully consider ourselves and our goals and our dreams and our needs and our desire and our truth. And when we can actually be mindful and present and kind of just like analyzing all these things, then our choices become completely based on our desire to create our reality. And I think that's awesome because that's what has to happen. We have, if we want to create this beautiful thing for ourselves, we have to make sure that we are respecting ourselves and respecting our desire to, yeah, have this beautiful existence. And a lot of the dangers of living in the past and the future is based on uncertainty, but also I don't, I mean, it it takes away from like our truth. And when we can stay mindful of our choices, they reflect our truth or what we perceive our truth to be. And like, the past and the future we don't have to worry about those experiences clouding our judgment and so I think I was kind of talking about it a little bit earlier but a big problem for me was always thinking okay well this happened in the past and kind of like when you get triggered and like yeah, that happened in the past, but this is a new moment and you're, you're a brand new person. You're changing every moment and you don't have to repeat those same mistakes and you can create what you want your future to be. But you just like, you can't let those cloud your, your thoughts and your judgment and your choices. I think living in the present, we're able to see clearly completely. And we have an active participation in creating our reality. We are focused on the abundance that the moment holds and we are grateful and we are able to enjoy what we have right now and where we are and not really resisting anything. And I think what's super cool is if you think about it, everything that exists exists like right now and I don't know. It's like you're connected. We're fully connected to everything in this whole entire experience because I don't know. Time doesn't really exist. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of hard to explain it into words. You just kind of feel it, but everything we shared this moment with everything in the whole entire universe, right? Right now. But I just think that's super powerful and just, I don't know. I feel, I feel whole and complete, but that could change in any moment. (laughs) So being in the present means experiencing and perceiving what's happening around you right now. So like I was kind of going through me sitting on the floor doing this podcast Well, I'm, it's kind of like taking an inventory of your senses and you can break down all the senses. You've got sight, touch, sound, smell. Oh, wait, that's taste did i say taste i was like that's only four but yeah like these are all things that we're perceiving and sensing right now and it kind of helps when you can feel yourself getting lost or snowballing or anything like that you can just breathe and just think about what you hear and what you what you see and what you can feel on your fingertips and what you hear and if you smell anything and to me, I think that helps ground us and keep us kind of tethered to the present moment because it's so easy to like, think about, like we can choose where our attention is and we can choose where we want our mind to be. And it's kind of easy to just like choose to be in this scary past memory or worried about if you're going to pass your test or something like that. But like when I was talking about the dangers of living there, you, when you aren't really grounded, you're focusing on all that energy and all that anxious energy and that idea of, well, I'm not really sure what's going to happen or. I think it's important to kind of ground ourselves because we're able to forget about the future forget about the past and you can truly be grounded in what you are perceiving the objective truth to be in that moment and it's kind of like okay well in that moment i am worried about the future well, having that awareness can kind of help you come back to the moment and say, okay, I'm worried about the future. I need to remind myself that I can't change it. And you kind of have that whole little process and it's cool. It's just kind of like a little skill. You just have to practice it and it gets easier. And I think just the mindfulness as a daily habit, it just helps you see all the beautiful things that are around you. And when your mind's elsewhere, it's just, you literally can't focus your attention on two things at once. And just that mindfulness, oh, look, there's beautiful flowers around me and I'm freaking out right now, but it's fine. Like, look at all this beauty around me. Just keeping you aware of your surroundings and reminding yourself, okay, Here I am right now. I'm breathing. I'm alive. I'm not dying. I'm not dead. I'm not running away to save my life or whatever. And that keeps you safe, keeps your mind safe from going to those like scary places. So something that I have had to kind of hone in and practice is kind of like having this game with myself. Where's my attention? Where's my attention? And kind of noticing where my attention was like how i started feeling the soft blanket i was like okay hold on you're doing a podcast like you got to get back well that's the key to living in the present is getting so good at acknowledging where your attention is at any given moment so that you can say okay well i need to come back here or i want to do this for myself so i need to focus on this and just having these things on our horizon and our consciousness, stuff like that. And we have to remember that where our attention is, exists, is where our flowers will bloom. And it's kind of like if you forget a plant, if you don't pay attention to the plant, it might die. And if you do pay attention to the plant and you do pay attention to its needs and notice that it hasn't been getting very much sun and maybe needs some water that could save its life so just remembering that if you want your garden to be watered you have to choose to focus on watering your garden and that takes time and practice and learning to always know where our attention is because I think something that I realized was my attention was always focused on the present or the past. It just was never focused on me and my goals and stuff like that. And so shifting shifting my attention to follow that has completely changed my life. And having to stay present and remember that this is my life and I have to do things for me, otherwise they're not going to get done. And so I still, I still drift. I still, my attention still goes in other places, but I think self-compassion also helps here is you can get pissed off at yourself for, oh God, I'm just always lamenting and thinking about how horrible my childhood was or something like that. And it's okay. It's just, it's just something that we've been doing for years. We're conditioned to it. It's like a habit. It's in the back of our minds. It's not, it's not something that we're conscious of and it's, but it's okay. Like, because it only takes a second to shift that consciousness. And it's a whole journey. Like I said, like, mm, but it's a beautiful journey and I think it's a necessary journey. And I think that I've definitely felt that since I've been able to shift my attention a lot more of my dreams are coming true and I feel just more at peace because I know that I'm living for myself and I'm living my truth and I think it's possible for all of us and I think it's crucial if we want to create that life for ourselves. So when you're thinking about your attention, kind of take a survey. Are you focused on good things? Are you focused on bad things? there's, I'm trying to remember. Well, yeah, all these things going around, the memes, whatever, about how you create your reality and where your choices are. Like if you're, if you can tell that your attention's always focused on the bad things, it's like the confirmation bias. You're always going to pick out bad things. That's something that I do have to stay mindful of because I'll notice something or I'm just like, dang, I'm always conscious of this. And like, it's kind of full of judgment. And well, you're always going to seek out those things unconsciously. Like the thing about the car, like if you, if you get a yellow car, you're gonna, because that's in your awareness, you're going to see a lot more yellow cars. I mean, they've always been there. There's no like surge of yellow cars, but you just, there's something in your awareness now. And so your brain likes to confirm patterns and stuff like that. And so that's what I mean when uh, you can kind of look at, well, am I focused on good things? Am I focused on bad things? I think that a lot of people, when they're focused on fear and negativity, then they're kind of creating that reality for themselves. And it's not like a thing. It's just, it, it just is. And I think that when we can shift our attention to good things and happy things and remind us of all the abundance that we have in our lives, then we'll be able to see more good things. And then it just kind of follows after that. And so when we're living in the present moment, we're focusing on the present moment. That's where our attention is. And when we're focusing it in that present moment, we're focused on like the truth on the reality of the moment versus everywhere else, like in the past and the future. And so we're grounded here and we can stay here. And this is kind of where the ego comes in. We, we are conscious and we have control. And when we can stay here we know that we have everything we need and the ego isn't like well what about this and this and that's kind of where we have our power is choosing to be here and choosing to ground ourselves and be here so I think like a kind of thing that I tried to be mindful of when I was kind of undergoing this shift was paying attention to where my attention was but also you can get to the point where you can notice your attention shifting. And I think it's really important to understand what specifically triggered that attention shift. For example, if someone says a rude remark or something, a lot of times I start, my attention goes in this place of, oh my God, is that true? Like, Am I crazy or something like that? And then that's when I kind of get that spiral. But I think that's a lot of what they do with the cognitive behavioral therapy is noticing okay, so that comment was said, and then I shifted my attention to thinking about not being good enough and kind of having to get that like meta awareness of saying, okay, well, this thought triggered this, but that's not necessarily true. And just, Don't go down that spiral, just stay grounded and you're not crazy and you're not worthless and stuff like that. But it definitely takes practice and it's definitely hard. And our ego also doesn't want us to succeed on this journey because it has so much more fun tripping out, future tripping, stuff like that. But I believe that it's possible. And I think that with practice and habit, and if you really want to change your train of thought and your awareness, I think it's definitely possible. It's just, it's going to be something that you have to work at. And I mean, it's just like therapy, like it's going to take time and it's going to take patience and compassion, but it's possible. And I don't know, it's like my favorite thing to do now is just like, what are my triggers? What are my triggers? Let me get this thought pattern out of my, out of my life, out of my mind. And it helps to get them out. And it's cool because I get to choose to be in the happy, grateful place instead of the yucky, dark, not so fun place. So you want to change your habits and you want to create a reality for yourself. So let's talk about some ways that I've kind of used to stay present. So we were talking about the breathing and the grounding and the senses. That's something that I try to do. Maybe not always like the senses, but just I just try to be mindful of like when I get really angry or if I get really hurt, I just try to remember to breathe and just remember where I am in that moment, standing here. It's kind of cold outside, whatever, but just deep breathing kind of calming down your fight or flight, going back into that relaxed state of mind before you got triggered. And then you, when you can calm down, you can better assess the situation, stuff like that. Another way to stay present is just kind of playing that game with yourself. Where's my attention right now? Sometimes I'll be at work and just, is my attention focused on work? Is my attention focused on what I'm going to do later? And I think just playing that game and just always kind of monitoring. It's like hall monitor, just where are you attention? I can't see you. (laughs) And another way you can do it, stay present, is just kind of have multiple check-ins throughout your day and making that conscious effort to pause and say, okay, where am I? How am I feeling right now? What's happening right now? Where's my attention right now? Something I love to do is just Checking in sometimes, I love feeling like uh, the air when I'm walking and looking at the sun and just feeling the rays on my body and listening to the birds and stuff like that. And I think it kind of just quiets all the noise too. And that's really fun. And it's just fun and so powerful to know that you can choose on what you want to focus on. And yeah, I keep repeating myself, but... (laughs) it's just, it's it. Something too that I love doing is doing things like mindfully, like one, one task at a time type of situation. Focus on the one thing that you're doing. Don't multitask. So I know a lot of us, it's productive, it's more efficient, whatever capitalism to do multiple things at once. I mean, I'm not innocent. Like I listen to music and do stuff like I do stuff all the time. Like I listen to music and make outlines for my podcast or listen to music and fold laundry. I mean, that's okay. Like I think, I mean, I'm not telling you to get rid of music in your life because who would ever tell you that? But I guess what I'm talking about more is like, I don't know, driving. Driving. Sometimes my mind goes places and I think when I drive or I think when I'm going for a run or something like that, but it's also cool to just focus on the road and focus on what's going on around you and just being totally present in that moment. Focus on cleaning something, like when you're doing the dishes, uh, your full undivided attention. These are like not that great examples, but just doing something completely mindfully just focusing solely on that. And that's kind of what meditation is too, is just focusing on what you're doing in that moment, not letting your thoughts getting clouded by the future, the past. You're not going anywhere. You're right here. And so, Yeah. Another thing, kind of like how you check in throughout the day, is just listening to, just start listening to your thoughts. Just, just start listening. Where, what kind of thoughts are going on in your head? How do you talk to yourself? Why do you talk to yourself like that? Or is it a good place or a bad place? And this could be a potentially triggering thing too if you have negative thoughts. It's because I think a huge breakthrough for me was learning to listen to my inner voice and understanding just how shitty it was. And just, it just made me sad and broke my heart. But I think that it's a necessary, it's really heartbreaking and sad, but it's kind of that breakthrough that we need to change that and shift that and create a nicer, a nicer inner voice. And so yeah, identify are these good thoughts? Are these bad thoughts? And and just what are the thoughts saying? Are they freaking out about needing to pack for this trip? Are they freaking out about paying the bills? Are they freaking out about what you might have said when you were drunk one night? Like, what are your thoughts saying? And go back to remembering not to get lost and just remembering what's true in this moment right now. Yeah. So, yeah, mindfulness, present moment, the now. Oh, yeah, I didn't really mention it, but there's Eckhart Tolle wrote the book The Power of Now. And he talks about all of these things, all of these things. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful novel. I can link it in the uh, description. But, yeah, I think that's probably it. All I have to talk about is kind of a lot. I think it's great, though. So... Ooh, I still, I'm just like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a podcast. This is great. I'm so like, it, ma- it makes me so warm and fuzzy inside when people message me and they're like, oh yeah, I, I listened and it's great. And it really helped me today and stuff, stuff like that. But it's little stuff like this folks and you change, change lives. So next week, what I'm going to do is kind of, uh, kind of just review and reflect on what we've talked about these past few weeks and kind of go over what the important lessons are and takeaways from each episode and kind of review how these fundamental things can help us create intention. And uh, because basically what I kind of did was these past few episodes up until now are kind of the fundamental understandings that I felt like I had needed to understand in order to start living consciously. And so I kind of try to generalize them and, I don't know, create the structure so you can kind of be up to date with, I guess, what I am. And we can reference these when we talk about other things, more specific things, kind of. So yeah, we're just going to kind of review that. And then we'll get into the next... I believe and I'm still working on it of course. The next kind of chapter in creating this intention and that's taking care of ourselves and we'll go over what self-care's role is in our existence and basically I believe that we are the center of our universe and I think that it's literally up to us to take care of ourselves and make sure that we are we are in tip-top shape so that we can be the best for ourselves because we deserve it and yeah we'll kind of glance over what i have planned for the next couple months and stuff like that but yeah so thanks again for tuning in this week don't forget to follow me on social media if you want to get on instagram it's at embrace the madness podcast it's kind of a lot of characters but embrace the madness was taken so (laughs) Um, Yeah, if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. I'd love to see what you think. And yeah, thanks for listening. This is Madeline. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Embrace the Madness. Don't forget to subscribe so you can learn to live your best life.